involved in printing the Rebbe Masha's memoriam in time the Friedrich Rebbe's leadership. And uh, the Hasidim told the Rebbe that he made a big mistake when he printed the memoriam because um, he printed the memoriam with the the way it was written by the Hasidim, meaning the Hasidim the actually wrote the memoriam down and the Rebbe did a mimeograph of those memoriam and that's how he printed them. So, they, so they, they told the Rebbe, you know, this is really not a good idea because what, to bring it to us, you have to put it in the, the square letters, you know, the regular printed letters. You can't just give it the handwritten letters. It's hard for us to read it. So the Rebbe, okay, it's a good point. So he went to the Friedrich Rebbe and asked the Friedrich Rebbe if he made a mistake. The Friedrich Rebbe said that uh, he could bring the horse to the water, but the guy has to actually put his mouth down to drink. So the Friedrich Rebbe basically was saying, like, Yes, uh, we'll make it easier for them, but you want them to... Uh, it, yeah. yeah, the Gemara said about Abimi. Abimi, Abimi one of the, on the Amoraim, he forgot the whole book of Menachas once. So he went to one of his students to teach him Menachas. So a student said to him, the Gemara says, why did he go to the student? Why didn't he go? Why didn't he ask the student to come to him? Her answer is, he thought, by making the effort... He'll be able to, um, he'll have the merit, you guide him. It doesn't matter. If you make an effort, you succeed. So if he does make an effort, he won't succeed. So, chsidis uh, is the same thing. Without, it's not just about knowing the idea. The Rebbe Rashab, the Pilu Parcha said that uh, all the things he does in Terimitzis, all the different Hidurin he has, all the different things he does, in order that he should appreciate chsidis more, should, should go into him more. So, you know, it, it, there is learning it and there is there's really getting it. So, anyways, so, but yes, Zev, your point is made, and we will learn a sicha, which I believe you will uh, we'll talk to us. We'll talk to you. My grandmother was speaking for Nebuchadnezzar Chana. My grandmother said to Nebuchadnezzar, she was giving a talk, and she said, Words that come from the heart enter the heart. Words that come from the Rebbe, the heart of Jewish people, enters the heart of every Jew. So there's something here for you. Nebuchadnezzar Chana loved it, by the way. She said, You spoke like an altar chas, like an altar chasid. You have an inborn character trait of speaking. Where'd you learn? Anyways, let's go. This sicha is from Chelak uh, Hay, and I'm so happy that we can learn the sicha because it's in Hebrew. And uh, yeah, it's been translated. I didn't know that it was translated. Let's do it. It's from volume 5 of Kudah Sichas. When is it said? The Rebbe said the sicha in um, 1959. Yubis Tamus. Okay. Let's go. Among the things that the Torah relates about Yosef and his brothers. Which, by the way, the Rebbe says, the Zohar says, the reason the Torah tells us all these things is there's nothing in the Torah that does not have hidden and holy secrets uh, and things that people need to hold on to. Oh, case in point. There's nothing in the Torah that does not have hidden holy secrets that people have to hold on to. So, among the things the Torah says is, Yosef fed his brothers Bread for everyone, bread for the children. It's so important. The Jewish people, 
forever are called by the name Yosef. You know we're called Yaakov, you know we're called Yisrael, you probably didn't know we're called Yosef, that's the name of the Jewish people. Why are we called Yosef? Because Yosef fed us. Since Yosef fed us, therefore we are called, it's one of the names of the Jewish people, we're called Yosef. As the commentaries explain the Pasuk, he led like sheep Yosef. Who did Hashem lead like sheep? The Jewish people. They called Yosef. Why are they called Yosef? Because Yosef fed them. Line number 11. When the Torah ascribes a name to someone, that's because that name expresses the essence of the person who was called by that name. That name expresses the true identity of the person who has that name. It's not just an event that happened to that person, but it's something that expresses his essence. If a Torah gives someone a name, that name is their name. When I was in Yeshiva New Haven, the cook was able to give everyone a name that really brought out their essence. I don't know how he did Huh? Screw all. <laughs> because every time I had an idea, it's a good idea, but there was always a, a screw missing. It was always, always messed up. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, in Katie, the move on, we have to understand. By doing the crime, the can you solve the old days? The shame Yosef. The shame Yosef came to Israel, but Rosh Hashanah. How come the Jewish people are called for all generations by the name Yosef? Just because Yosef fed us. The fact that he fed us is seemingly a just a, 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 a coincidental thing. It's not, it's okay, it's divine, divine providence, but it's just something that happened to us. It's not connected to our essence. He fed us. Especially this event happened many years ago. It was a very short time. It's like... Should we call Zev Izzy's because he likes eating steak and Izzy's? Maybe. Next column. Even if you will find some reason that the, because Yosef fed the, the, his brothers and all the tribes when they were hungry, that's why this is something that does affect our essence. Our true essence is express, expressed by that. Let's see you figure out why that's true. For all of history, that's our essence. The fact that Yosef fed us. There's still going to be a question. When you call someone by a name, what that means is that their name expresses their essence. But not something that arises from something that that name expresses. In other words, let's read the next paragraph. That explains. Let's say you figure out a reason that Yosef feeding the Jewish people is something that is connected to our essence. So what should our name be? Yosef is not the, our food. Yosef is just the one who fed us. He wouldn't eat Yosef. So you may say this sustenance that Yosef gave us is connected to our essence, so then our name should be whatever we ate. Our parnasa came all that time from Yosef, but it's not Yosef itself. So how come the Jewish people are called Yosef? You could say that somehow you could figure out a reason why our sustenance at that time is really what made us who we are. Okay, But that's not... It's not 
uh, a reason to call us Yosef. That's just something that we get from Yosef. So that's our question. The question is, why did Jewish people call by the name Yosef? Huh? We will. All right. Let's go to his base. They, they love him to understand this at the first preface. We first explain the inner meaning of the words, the eternity of Torah. When we say the Torah is eternal, there's different ways of understanding those words. One way of understanding those words are, God gave us a mitzvah at that time, at the time He gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai, in order that we should fulfill the Torah forever. These commandments cannot change, they can't be diminished. You mean you can't you can't lessen you can't um, change them, add to them, subtract from them. These commandments he gave us then last forever. That's one understanding of the eternity of Torah, but that's not the inner meaning of it. Rather, the real meaning of it is God's commandments go on forever. It's not that he gave us commitments then. And they have an application forever. They always apply. They were made hundreds and thousands of years ago, and they apply forever. Rather, the meaning of the Torah's eternity is that the mitzvah itself is eternal. Meaning Hashem issued the mitzvah today, so to speak. It's not that Hashem made a mitzvah a long time ago, and that mitzvah was never changed, and it can never be changed. But the mitzvah itself was given today. The mitzvah, like we say in Shema, these words which I, will, I command you today should be on your heart. Hashem's mitzvah is eternal. It, it's given today. The mitzvah goes on, goes on till today. Is that the difference? It's as if it was given today? No, it is. It, these mitzvah continues forever. The mitzvah is given. It's, it's something which is always continuing. It's always... Huh? Saying a mitzvah was given then and it still applies today where the mitzvah itself goes on forever. I'll give you an example. How come women don't like meneris? So one of the explanations is, is that when, it, when the, the Chachamah made this, made this rule that uh, women, um, that everyone should like the meneris, including women, the women at that time didn't know how to say brachas, and therefore, what are they going to do? So therefore they uh, instituted, the custom became that the men uh, lit the meneris. Okay. So now that women do not say brachas, the custom didn't change. So one way of understanding that is, listen, this is the way the ancient Hebrews did it, so we continue doing it that way. Another way of looking at it is, this is God's words. These, these are godly words, and they are meant for right now. Okay, not they're meant for right now. Okay, true, this, that's not a good example. I'll tell you why. It's not just that Hashem then knew what, he, what was supposed to happen then, now. It's that there's something that Hashem is giving us today. This is Hashem's Ratzan, regardless of the reason right. as to why we're doing it and what intellectual reasoning Hashem is allowed to trickle down from the Chitzonius of Kesser. Okay. It's all Panimius Kesser, beyond intellect, beyond understanding, beyond anything we could possibly fathom, and that's why we're doing it, okay. regardless of any reason. Uh, uh, let me tell you the flip side of it. You see the contrast. The the um, the Koshin Simagid uh, gave a, a parable to explain the application of Torah. 
you said that uh, Yankel and Shmerel, uh, they had this deal. Yankel was supposed to send Shmerel wood uh, for the winter. But um, what happened was, was that uh, Yankel, uh, his wagon broke. This happened, and uh, the low transaction was made, but the wood only arrived in the summertime. And they went to a Rav, and the Rav Paskind, for whatever reason, that the sale was valid, and it wasn't Yankel's fault, or whatever the reason was, and the Shmerel uh, had to pay for the wood. So, um, so Shmerel goes to the Rav, and he says this reason, says that reason, the Rav's not accepting any reason, this is, sale was 100% valid, and you, it's not, it's, that's because the wood was delivered later, doesn't mean you don't have to pay for it. Okay? So Shmerel says, one second, where does this rule come from that you're telling me? from the Torah, of course. The Torah was given in the summertime. Who needs wood in the summertime? So, but I'm talking about the wood in the winter. I found to not have wood in the winter because of, uh, because of Yankel. Why should I pay for it? So the Kajas of Magad is saying that just like you can't say the Torah applies to the summertime just because it was, given, it was given in the summertime, so too you cannot say the Torah applies only to a certain time. So what is he saying? The Torah is from Hashem, and therefore it's, it's something that Hashem gave then that applies to all time. Hashem knew what he was doing. Hashem gave the mitzvah until Sadaim, and then the Hashem gave the mitzvah until Sadaim with the Ruch HaKedosh, and that mitzvah applies to every time, every place. Is not The word halacha, for example, what's the word halacha stand for? The Rizal says the word halacha stands for the words, sing to Hashem all the earth. The tune, the note of each, of each creature is its halacha. The music, everything in the world is Hashem's grand symphony. It's supposed to, it's all leading towards something. It's all part of Hashem's symphony. And each thing, the halacha of it, is its tune. It's not just that Hashem knew then what's supposed to happen now, and He gave us a mitzvah then. There is a mitzvah now that Hashem gave us today. The mitzvah itself is, is given to us today. Hashem, so to speak, said the Ten Commandments today. So it's not that Hashem sent the Ten Commandments then, and they apply now because Hashem is, is, is so wise, and Hashem's mitzvahs are so powerful that they apply to all places and all times, and He knows everything. But the Abisher issued the mitzvahs today. It's a, it's a new mitzvah today. That's about it. There's, a, there's a renewal in the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs continue today. Like the, like the story of, of the, the, the brisker of Rabchaim Brisker and Nagachavar is discussing about marriage. Is marriage something that renews every moment, or is marriage something that, that just applies all the time once you get married? And in the discussion, they, they had a, in some avenue of their, of their uh, uh, discussion, which covers the entire Talmud, they, Bechayim they, Brisker they, uh, tells the Ragachavar Mazel Tov. Why are you saying Mazel Tov? We just discovered that marriage is constantly being renewed. That's the meaning of a mitzvah. Mitzvah is constantly being renewed from Hashem. Hashem has just gave us the mitzvah. Not just He gave, us that, gave it to us then and applies all the time. It's something which is eternal, something which is constantly being issued from Hashem. That's the meaning of the words. The word of our God endures forever. That's the meaning of what we say in davening. His words are alive. We say this in davening. His words are alive and they are eternal forever. What do we mean? Hashem's words, those words themselves are, are themselves forever. It's not just that they apply forever. You hear you the difference? It's not just that they apply forever. The Constitution has, has rules and, and we accept them, to, we keep them today too. So the, those rules were made then, they apply today unless they were, there was an amendment. Fine, that, 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 that's, 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 that's the way regular rule works. It's not the rules of terror are, are eternal and there cannot be amendments to them. 
the, 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 the constitution of the Torah is something that is, is, is forever, goes on forever, continues today. Right, right. Zewa het atzmin, the next column. Uh, let me send you a copy of Yosef. So that's the meaning of why the Torah cannot be changed. Why can't the Torah be changed? What's the pshat Torah? Why can't there be an amendment in Torah? What's the pshat? That's the reason, the inner reason why the mitzvah the can never be changed. The mitzvah the can never be changed. Why? Since the words of our God are forever and they can, they're alive, they're alive. Therefore, you cannot switch them. You can't change them because Hashem's words are alive. It's not. Hashem's words are alive. You hear, the, you hear the word? It's not just that you can't change them. Why can't you change them? Because Hashem's words are alive. I don't know if this is a... Uh, can, whatever, but maybe, it, the Rebbe says about um, cremation. Why is it such a tragedy to cremate somebody? Because there is something in the Shem in the body. So it's like it's like, it's like burning someone who's alive. So like, like the Nazis, so, so, so in a similar way, the... Um, the Torah is not just a book that Hashem gave us a long time ago. It applies forever. His words are, are alive. But there are certainly cases, though, I don't have any examples of that. The Torah? Yeah. No. Well, look at outside of Chabad. Like, uh, yeah. In Chabad also. Um, there, if, if your husband's not there, you have to light the Venera. Um... And there, the, the truth is that there are customs that were added in exile because of the darkness of exile. So therefore, there are certain, certain things that there's certain customs Jewish people have adopted that in order to add more light to the world. But it's not pshat that, that the rules of Torah that, that the mitzvah Torah are changing. Pshat is that we we adopt certain things, certain customs to, like Debbie said, technically in Chavad, even also children don't have to light the manera. Look, look in the book of Sefer Menhagim. It says a child. Uh, what's the language doesn't say Sefer Menhagim? There's a language over there. The child is not like the Venera. But the Rebbe started in 1981 the, um, the, the campaign of, of uh, the army of Hashem and said how important it is for a child to light, light the uh, light of Venera. They've said it's important for everyone to put on a bit of town film. Um, everyone said, how come girls have to light, the, light, light Shabbos candles from age three? Because this family of the Rebbe, that's not our custom. We never did this before. How come you want us to light, want us to light Shabbos candles? And the Rebbe said that your grandparents didn't read the newspaper they didn't wear makeup. They didn't learn secular wisdoms. So they didn't need to have uh, these, this additional light either. But in our time, we need to have more light. We need to have, we need, we need to have more... Um, so what's the difference? That's one is halakha, the other is... Minog, right. There, there are minhagim that... Yeah, absolutely there are minhagim. In fact... Um, that's, that's one more, one more race. Just like this is true for the mitzvah of Tera, this is also true in regards to the stories of Tera. The eternity of the stories of Tera, it's not just that they have lessons for every Jew, in every single generation. It's not just as something of Tera that applies to you in every generation that you and me live in. It's also, it's also conversely. Why is there a message from those stories? 
Why is it that this story about Yosef has a message for me now? Rabbi Gordon Al-Rosham says a story about this lady. We hear from his father a joke about this lady. Every year, when by the story of Yosef, she would cry. So uh, one year she stopped crying. And they asked her, how come you didn't cry this year? She said, because I, I told him not to do it. And, he, and, and he, he did the same thing again this year. Like, yeah, last year I have no Rahmanas on him. He should have known. So why did he do it again? But the MS is that the stories of Taylor, why they have a message for us? Because they are forever. It's not Pshat, they apply forever. They are forever. These stories are alive. You know that video they made about Hanukkah called Lights? You ever saw it? The Lights? I can't really convey it without watching the video, but basically like the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, it's a children's video cartoon, and the uh, video is meant to convey how the Torah has light in it. It's not just things we do, and the Greeks wanna, wanted us to keep the Torah without the light in it. It's not pshat that we learn something from the Torah, it applies today. The t- there's something alive in the Torah. The Torah is forever. So to when we say Yosef fed his brothers, why are we supposed to learn in every generation something from the fact that Yosef fed his brothers? Why are we supposed to mend something from this? Why are we supposed to? Why are we meant to take a, a lesson from that? It's not because we're supposed to take a lesson from something which was a long time ago, because it's divine wisdom. Rather, it's something which goes on forever. The story of Yosef feeding his brothers is happening. Yosef is feeding his brothers. There is a fundamental lesson we're supposed to learn from Yosef that, that, that the Zohar says, just like Yosef was kind to his brothers despite whatever they did to him, so to every Jew has to be kind to those who do evil to him, not only should he not return, respond in kind, but the opposite, he should be like Yosef and will be exceedingly kind to those people that hurt him. To be kind to those who are undeserving, just like Yosef. So that's one lesson. But why are we supposed to learn lessons? We're not going into the what yet, just the why. Why are we supposed to learn a lesson from the story? Because it's happening. Yosef is feeding his brothers. It's not just something that we learn from Yosef. It's something that is happening. Yosef is always feeding his brothers. And that's what we have. We learn from something from it because it's happening. It's alive. It's true. It's, it's, it, it, it spiritually is always going on. The Torah is eternal because it's always happening. That's what we're going to find out tomorrow. Very good.